one, two, three, four, five, and welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 13. Some would say a lucky number, some would say an unlucky number. We'll see how well this goes. <laughs> I, Deals. We actually started this. Um, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, 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 I was just going to say, also, I already fucked it because I uh, started the recording a second before you did by accident. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, I'll fix it in post. Um, so, I, I, I actually, t- we were in the middle of a conversation just before this uh, started. I was like, you know what, this is actually something interesting that I kind of want to talk about a little <laughs> bit. Uh, I was mentioning that a lot of these videos and the podcast itself, when it goes up, doesn't really have an outro. It doesn't, we have that little jingle at the beginning that opens it up and, you know, on the YouTube uh, channel we have like a little thumbnail going in with it, special ones for the full podcast. Um, we don't have an outro. We don't have an outro music or anything like that. And Blue is just mentioning uh, uh, cheesy voicemail recordings and things that people would do. Yeah. Um, they are uh, horrible to listen to, but uh, a lot of people have them, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, I mean, my my family did them. Uh, we had our dog in ours because he would bark for the. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that's he, kind of adorable, though. It, I appreciate it, that. <laughs> it was it was actually only partially um, planned because my mom was recording it and she was like, "You've reached you know the voicemail box of blah blah blah, the home yeah. of yeah," and says all three of our names. And then the dog barks and she's like, "Oh, and Poppy." <laughs> and it just it, like it just it fit really well. And that was our voicemail for like ten years. Um, oh, but it made me think of. Did you ever watch the show Seinfeld? No, I've heard of it. Okay, my my dad loved the series, and so mm. I watched it a lot growing up. And I I ended up really loving the series. Um, it's kind of one of those hit or miss things. People either think it's a comedy classic or people hate it. Um, right. But there's an episode where one of the guys just decides he's sick of answering people's calls. Like, he doesn't like people. He, for some reason, he's trying to avoid people's calls. And so he ends up doing, like, a full musical answering machine call. So it, it opens up, and it, it's got, like, this big opening musical number. And he's just sitting next to the phone listening to it, like, bobbing his head along. It's like... Um, it, I can't remember how it begins, but it, the the main chorus is like, um, I must not be home or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. And that's it. Like, he just, he just, that's the whole voicemail. And it just, it's, when you started talking about recording cheesy voice messages um, yeah, on answering machines, that, that, that immediately popped into my head. Yeah. I imagine you'd be the kind of person to to do something similar. I have done that before. Like, I don't... If if I know the number, I'll typically pick it up. I've recorded voicemails entirely in Spanish before. I've um, done... I've recorded them as... Oh, what was it? I think one of them was, Hi, you've reached the residence of Kaiser. I didn't even use my real name. Um, (laughs) On my cell phone. I was like, Hi, you've reached Kaiser. If I didn't pick up the call, I probably didn't want to talk to you. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that was that was the whole voicemail. I've made some pretty sarcastic ones or creative ones. It's in the fine past. until work tries to call you, and then you're like, oh. At the time, I was a college student, so it didn't matter. Oh, did my voicemail call you a bitch? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't control that guy. <laughs> see, I, I don't have that problem anymore because I have a separate work phone. Ah, uh, I see. 
Uh, that's what I so, <laughs> this actually was not one of the topics I had written down. I just w thought it was a good way to open us up. Yeah. Well, we just kind of started talking, and that's just how all these things happen, really. It is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how this man. podcast happened. I just got home on the got home from uh, from Bristol, and there was this person on the bus mm. who uh, they got they got on, and I was like, "Oh, they got a cool hat." It was like a a rabbit-looking thing. It had like a cute face on the front of it. It had ears, and it had like two paws dangling down, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And like a minute later, one of the ears on the hat starts flicking up. And then the other one does as well. Wait, what? <laughs> and I realized this person has a hat where I think if you squeeze the paws on the hat, then the ears flap up. Oh my god. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. But we're in the middle of like lockdown and I'm not going to approach this person and start talking to them. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but it was adorable. I should have taken a photo, but again, I didn't really want to start filming people on the bus that I don't know. Hey, your hat's pretty cool. Can I film yeah. you? <laughs> if it was America, then hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. Uh, depending on the person, they might punch you in the face. Oh, no, 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 no. This was like, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I was about to say, it wasn't a skinhead. Not saying that skinheads are aggressive, but several of them are. <laughs> uh, no, this was a, a sweet little person. Mm. All right. Mm. So... To, to transition from something positive to something uh, somewhat more negative and controversial. Oh we got five minutes in. Let's go. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the topics I have written down. The first topic I have written down is PlayStation Five. They're planning to spy on children. Okay. They, they've... I think I might have heard something about this. Now I I don't know what's developed since I heard about it earlier in the week, and um, I didn't dig too deeply into it myself i just got the gist of it in their new um their new terms of service leaked and yeah. for the playstation 5 and the controllers have microphones in them um so yeah what they they're the ps4 yeah yeah but with the ps5 what they're saying is they want to have the microphone always on and always monitoring in the same way that like the connect did for the xbox or the way they wanted the connect to work for the xbox right. um but that was controversial too and they're justifying it by saying you know we're doing it to protect you know people from people saying mean things or something yeah, like that that's bullshit it like, is bullshit like what if you're not actually in voice call and you're just swearing generally because i think that's that's if they're in the a room or what if you're in it what if it's just like a custom game it's just you and me playing a game and yeah. i i call <laughs> you something very untoward <laughs> Yeah, but I'm fine with it because we're used to just right chatting rubbish to each other. Um, now, man, that'd be so bad. I'm actually feeling a solo, a single player game. Yeah. <laughs> well, playing yeah, Doom, and you're like, die, you demons from hell. <laughs> and the game's like, nope. I think you're too aggravated for this the game. We're taking it away from you. <laughs> the amount of horrible, vile shit I say to things in single player games. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's because it's. It's just a computer. There's no one on the other end. But if the, <laughs> but the thing is, I I, this this is my hot take because I think that that's their excuse that they're trying to protect people from nasty words. Yeah. In reality, 
they're probably doing what the Xbox originally wanted to do with the always on connect and that became controversial and they they cut it off but the idea was they would monitor people's reactions uh, in certain parts of games, single player and online, and then sell that data, that harvested metadata, to game developers. Right. So, that's I mean, what the Xbox tried to do that with people's heart rate, like because the Kinect has a infrared sensor in it, and yeah. they used it. Oh my God, I'm hiccuping. They used it uh, pretty extensively because the Xbox had like Kinect workout. Um, things and I actually used them when they they came out and when they were popular and they were they're pretty good yeah. workouts, um, and it would monitor your heart rate and you could you could see what your heart rate was and you know it would show an infrared camera. But yeah. Xbox wanted that to always be on so they could go like, hey, look, this person is their heart rate's going up in this horror game at this part, and they sell that data to developers. Yeah, it seems... I mean, of the two choices of either... Like, imagine you're in a room, right? And it, it's it's one of these... Uh, you have to do one or the other. Mm. If the choice was... Get sworn at a lot when I play games. Or... Be watched through cameras forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which is the, the, the bigger of the two evils. Um, which I certainly do not want. So, like, them saying that it's for our own safety, yeah, but if it was for our own safety, it wouldn't be part of the terms and conditions. It would be an option or something. Like, yeah. maybe maybe have it so it's a setting you can turn on. You know, so they can... that setting oh. already exists. It's called mute. <laughs> I mean, true. Well, can, can you just... Can you? Just mute people? Just... In game, yeah. No, but mute yourself to the people listening in. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, like, okay. That's right. I thought it was like a constantly on thing. But... It is for Sony. So the idea being, and again, that this was this was the way I understood it from what I was reading was right. that, like you, it would function normally in game. Like you could mute other people. They could mute you, you could mute yourself, you could unplug the headset, whatever. But the controller mm. had a mic that was always on, that was always being monitored by yeah. Sony or some contract company yeah. or whatever. That was the fucked up bit, because you could not turn that off. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know when you get like a, a game crashes on the PC and it's like, oh, do you want to send a report? Yeah. Instead it's like, no, we are sending a report. And you can't do shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you remember when you left your PlayStation on and decided to uh, have a friend around or something? Yeah, you guys were mm. talking about some personal shit. Oh yeah, Sony knows about that now. Yeah. Now I, I seriously doubt it's that extensive. Um, and there are laws around this that means they couldn't harvest like um, uh, tagged metadata. It, it'd have to be all anonymous. It's yeah. still fucked up. And more than that, I I find it fucked up that they're doing that sort of thing without compensating the user base in any way. Like, mm. I, I wouldn't mind signing up, like, opting in and saying, yeah, sure, mine my metadata, but, you know, give me a free game. Or, like, pay me. <laughs> yeah, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, exactly. Give me, give me, like, a discounted or free PlayStation Plus membership, 
and um, take it back to the good old days of the PS3 when the fucking online was free. <laughs> That's something that that is what drove me away from consoles. Yeah, the, the I, constantly having to pay every single month. Yeah, blame Xbox for that. Yeah, I mean they started it, but at the same time, yeah. Although I, I will say that um, back in the day when I like Xbox Live for the the price it was for the online, um, especially in the era of the th Xbox 360 when I was in high school and college, like, oh my god, it was Xbox Live was the shit. Um, you really needed to to know people. Like all my all my friends were playing it too. So yeah, I mean it's kind of pointless if you don't know people. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, I think I could probably turn my subscription off and not really notice it because mm. I don't yeah. really play online on console anymore at least I did buy a PS4 uh, partially just to get Tetris on it <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was a couple of other games I got and the only reason I got PlayStation Live was to play Red Dead Redemption online with Massey yeah <laughs> right, and I remember that, this because I got it for the X-Bone and I couldn't right. play with you guys. You could? Could not. Oh, could not. Right, yeah, okay, sorry. Um, and... Yeah, that was... I mean, Red Dead Online turned out to be a complete disappointment compared to the single player. Um, and so I, I just stopped paying for online. It, there was no other point in doing it. I, the free games they give away are generally pretty bad. And if mm -hmm. I want a free game, I'll just go to the Epic Game Store on PC. Yeah. Um, besides that, console games are generally very expensive. Um, and I don't have, like, a super 4K monitor, so I can't even get the most amazing shit anyway. Well, that, you've just, like, given me a perfect segue into the next topic I have on my list. Uh, full price, yeah. like, next-gen games. Um, another fucked-up practice that's starting is they're putting full-on advertisements in AAA, like, games. Like, not, right. not product placement. I, that, that's always been a thing. Say. Like, you're swinging yeah. around a post-apocalyptic city and you see a pristine billboard that says, Drink Coke. Yeah, I was good. Everyone goes with Coke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New Coca Cola, um, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. But in um, now, no, no, they're legit. I think it was uh, NBA 2K uh, or whatever the series is. I don't play sports video games because yeah. they. Yeah, NBA's basketball, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but in the game. Now, it's a PS5 game, so it's coming out at $70, or PS5, oh, Xbox, Jesus, One X. They've, they've increased the price by 10 bucks for AAA titles. Ouch. I remember when £30 was too much for yeah. me to buy a game. Yeah. It's oh. fucked up. Now, some developers aren't doing that, um, but they're trying to push the price of uh, games up by another 10 bucks. Um, I think it's stupid. And it's just another reason not to play too many console games. Or to buy them on sale. Um, mm. Either way, in this game, what they're doing is, like, in, in loading screens, they'll be like, here's a loading screen. And then after the loading screen, here's an ad for, like, shampoo or something like that. Or Gatorade <laughs> or whatever. Wow. It's just, it's a legit commercial just in the oh game. God. And because I the game's... 
Sorry. I thought I thought you were gonna say like uh, the the bleachers, the the sides of the court would have no. ads on them, no. like they do in real life. That's fine. Like that's that's perfectly fine because in sports games, I'd argue that even contributes to the ambiance, right? Yeah. Because that's that's what it's like realistic. in an actual sports stadium. You got ads everywhere. Mm. But in but no, they're legitimately putting commercials into the game. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Are they at least like properly aimed commercials? Like potentially. I know you said. Did you actually say the sh- is the shampoo a real thing in the? Oh, I just made game? that up. I have no idea. Okay. I imagine it's stuff like Gatorade and Power Bars and shit like that. Yeah, probably energy drinks and other stuff that people really don't need in their lives. Yeah. Um, God, that's kind of kind of scary. And at some point, there's gonna be um, there's gonna be a web. Uh, a, an advert for one of these, you know, CSGO S gambling sites, I'm sure. Uh, oh yeah. Except for the game probably that it's being played on. Now now what I and the thing these these games are already monetized to all hell. And yep. they're full price, seventy bucks, and they come out once a year, so it's not like you can even get them super discounted because they come out every single year, so by the time it gets discounted, the next one's already out. So if you want to play with your friends or whatever, they got the newest one, you got to get the newest one. So, yeah. But then on top of that, they're throwing commercials into them. It, it, I just... At least if they're going to put commercials in it, like maybe sell like a $70 copy with no commercials and like a $30 copy with commercials. Right, exactly. Right? In fact, I would be happy to buy a game with commercials for a lower price. I'd yeah. be very happy to see that. <laughs> I mean, if that, I, I think I'd do that with some games. I mean, there's some games that I care about a lot more that I'd probably pay full price for just to avoid the commercials. But the, um, but like a, a game like that, um, yeah, fuck it, I'll pay, I'll get the the cheapo commercial version. Hmm. Um, it's just a low blow. It, it, and again, it goes back to the whole like PlayStation always listening to people thing. It's like, if you're going to monetize people's data, if you're going to monetize people, then, you like, they should either get a cut, they should get a cut somehow, right? Either they, they buy in the game at a discount, or they get some free shit. I think, I think there's another video game that legitimately did this. They put commercials in game, but they gave you in-game rewards if you decided to watch them. Like, you could skip them, right. and if you didn't like skip them... Game. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. It may have been an MMO or something like that. But if you decided to watch a commercial, you got some in-game currency. Mm. Um, and even that's better than what this is. This is just legit full-priced game. They've got commercials in it, and you get nothing. <laughs> like, and it's it's not even like um, it's not even even something like an MMO or a competitive game where. Um, where, like, I don't know, they have to constantly maintain it. It's a single-player or local multiplayer game that's going to be gone within a year when they release the next version. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for them to have to charge, like, to, to have to build up even more money for it. I don't know, it just, it seems insanely fucked up. Yeah. But it's not my world anyway, I don't... Like I said, I don't play sports video games, really. 
No, I, I, I'm not a fan. There was something I found out recently, which I had no no clue about before. This is sports related, not so much game related. Mm. Um, do you have like a um, a military like flyover before every football game? I don't that think it happens. Football. I don't think it happens before everyone, but we it does happen. Yeah, I think that they, they do it at the yeah. Super Bowl, um, and I'm pretty that sure they really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get like jets and stuff flying over, and sometimes they get the colored, um, you know, mist behind them. Right. Uh, little streams, red, white, and blue, and all that. Yeah, they um, they do it. It and again, I don't. It's not everyone. Uh, but they do do it at like big games. Yeah, no, I just I saw some of the. Um, I, I was uh, watching Angry Cops because mm. uh, there was a bit of outrage recently that a couple of American football commentators were like, "Well, that's where your tax dollars are going, guys." You know, what to the military flyover? Yeah, they're complaining about the flyover at the football game. Um. Fuck off with that shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's th- that attitude. Like th- th- this is what pisses me off about that attitude. And I'm going to use a comparison that most people can understand to kind of illustrate this. That same attitude is the attitude that you have when you work at a company, right? And they're looking to cut back on like money, like cut back on funding. It like yeah. save save money in the budget somewhere. And they're like, well, you know what? We don't need a team building outing. We don't need to, you know, buy people lunch during these long hours. Um, yeah, let's cut back there. They cut, like, the people who think that way are the same people who will cut back, like, benefits that boost morale, like, in an office building. Yeah. It's like, yes, it costs money for them to do that flyover. But it also is, it's, A, it's it's a big thing for, like... Um, it's like it's like a PR thing, both for the the military that's doing the flyover, and for the you know the sports games. Like it, yeah. it kind of it builds that that spirit. It lifts people's morale, like both for the people doing the flyover and for the people watching it. And, and people, uh, I mean, people go there to be entertained. So I mean, they're, yeah. they're, you're you're expending money to entertain people anyway. The the football teams themselves would obviously cost far more than the. Probably the price of the flyover. Yeah, the flyover is so, going mean, to be, you know, probably at most like a hundred grand, maybe right. maybe a couple hundred grand. Those um, jets yeah, aren't make a spectacle of it. Hmm. But yeah, make a spectacle of it. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. If they're if they're doing it for every single one, then okay, maybe that's a bit excessive. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, yeah, <laughs> why don't we just cancel every parade? Parades are a waste yeah. of money. <laughs> Fuck, why are we having the football games in general? Cancel them. Why do we have these commentators? Fire them. <laughs> like, if you, there's no depth you can't go to if you just want to, you know, cut fun. Yeah. Uh, and, no, yeah, so it, it, there was some clips of a whole bunch of different flavors, and there was, like, Chinooks. Uh, there, was, there was a goddamn, like, stealth, uh, stealth bomber? Stealth mm. jet? What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, stealth jet. Stealth, um, I mean, that's yeah. That looks so cool. It looks so cool. 
Um, talking about the triangular one with the, all the angles and yeah, shit, right? Yeah, the self bomber. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking um, about. And yeah, I had like jets, I had crop dusters, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I thought, man, I wish we had that in this. I mean, we have the red arrows in this country, um, which are, uh, I think, the red fighter jets, um, and they do you know, smoke trails and all that kind of thing. Hmm. But it's pretty it's pretty damn rare to see them. I haven't seen them in several years. Yeah, um, we get we get a lot of that over here. Um sometimes they do it at like county fairs and stuff too. Hmm. Um not to the same extent, but they might have like one jet or something doing a flyover. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's that's pretty cool. just uh, one of the stories that I heard about yeah. this, this week. <laughs> Oh my god. We started this off so positive, and then it's just been, hey, look at these two controversial things in video games. And now look at these two spoil sports. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to, you know... Well, why don't, why don't we... Well, like, well, the last topic I had written down is also kind of negative. Although, I personally <laughs> think it is a positive, but um, there's an antitrust lawsuit against uh, Google in the US right now. Right, oh my god, more... More big companies who are doing dodgy-looking stuff. Yeah, they're trying to break up Google. They're saying they have um, what is essentially a monopoly um, in right. several industries. Yeah. And so uh, there's an antitrust investigation going on against them in the U.S. right now. What? Which industries in particular do you know? Uh, the one that I remember being cited was Search. Um, but they're also investigating uh, video, so YouTube, essentially. And what may end up happening is Google being split off from YouTube and potentially Google's search um, monopoly being either broken up into smaller companies, the same way they did with at <coughs> back in the 80s Sorry. or 90s. Yeah. Also, Gesundheit. Thank you. Um, so does uh, Google own YouTube, then? It does, yeah. In fact, um, I, I think YouTube is. I don't think YouTube makes any money. Like I think they either break even or go slightly negative with YouTube. Really? Yeah. What but are they spending all that money on. I don't know. I think just maintaining it. Uh, but. Yeah. What so, they need to do. Is they need to get rid of all their coffee machines, take people off of their lunch breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets unpaid overtime. You know, yeah. no more fancy office buildings. We're gonna, you know, I'm sorry, we we Shipping like our payment. office in California, but we're gonna move it to like the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Texas. Mm -hmm. Like, I. It, I <laughs> Went circle. Um, so, do, mm, you said search. Do you mean just like as a a, a search engine? Search engine, yeah. I mean, because okay, I mean, there moment, are other competitors out there for that. Yeah, there's Bing. There's Microsoft. There's yeah, that's that's Microsoft. Bing's the only real one because most of the other search engines are powered by Google. Really, Firefox. Well, Firefox is a browser. Right. I'm talking about search okay. engines. 
Yeah. So like they, I don't think there's any uh, indication that they're being uh, that there's a claim that they have a monopoly on browsers because you've got Microsoft Edge, you've got uh, Chrome, you've got Firefox, you've got Safari, um, all the various Linux ones. There's plenty of different browsers out there. So I don't think they're yeah. saying Chrome is a monopoly, but they're talking about search engines. So like, what about you know, uh, what was it, GoDaddy or something? I'm pretty sure it's powered by Google. Oh. Rip. I, I haven't <laughs> verified that, but the only one I know of for certain that's not powered by Google's search algorithms is Bing. Okay. Well, I mean, then it's it's not. I mean, if Google did something terrible and everyone hated them, then they'd have a place to go. So it's not really a monopoly. It's true. It's true, but you don't have to control 100% of the market to be considered a monopoly in the U.S. Um, you just have to prove that, um, essentially, you control how the market functions, um, I think. I, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> that should I should point that out. Um, <laughs> but, like, for instance, when AT&T got broken up, AT&T is the last big one that I can think of, and it happened either in the 80s or 90s, I want to say. Maybe it was before that. But they essentially had what was essentially a monopoly on the telephone lines in the U.S. And they got broken right. up into six different companies. Um, just in different regions. And I don't think... It's not like there weren't other telephone companies. I think they there were, but they were just insignificant compared to AT&T. Yeah. They were the only real competition on the market. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I suppose, like... I don't know. Oh, I'm just thinking of big companies now. Yeah, there's... I mean, it's surprising how many... Uh, like, Google isn't even, like, the top of it. If you go up from Google, they're owned by a company called Alphabet. Um. Right. And then, like this is this is where it gets like, <laughs> God, Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is you can go down a big rabbit hole with this. Like a bunch of like a ton of like companies that you think of as separate are really owned by like one overarching um, corporation. Mm. Um, but yeah, I could talk about that for a while. I don't know a ton about it. Like I I know like surface level that yeah they're owned. Mm. What that means in practical terms, I have no idea. Um, I'm I mean, I'm not a tinfoil hat person that thinks that that means that the whole world is controlled by one company. I feel um, like once you do have monopoly, the only other place to expand up is to start just buying other industries. <laughs> and that's honestly what Google and Amazon have been doing, both of them. Yeah. Like Amazon started out as a fucking online book company, but now they're like they control most um like server storage and cloud storage like a lot of things are hosted on Amazon's cloud service they have their video uh, platform they have their music platform they have um, God, they have like a they have their own delivery company now Amazon Logistics Google's done the same thing they expanded into YouTube they've got all this AI um, all these AI companies and things like that they, I just Next, they'll right. be buying the ice cream companies and we'll be eating Google cream. Now, one oh, company that hasn't done that, and this is weird, I found this out a couple years back, is Apple. 
they have pretty much stayed to roughly the same industry, but they have something like they have several billion dollars in assets in cash. Sorry, not in assets in cash that they're just sitting on. Like I mean, and they they, they don't have... they don't spend it, they don't reinvest it, and they don't move it into the U.S. because then it would be taxed. So they just sit on this like dragon's hoard of money. <laughs> they don't actually use it to expand into anything. They do have uh, a fairly broad range, though, if you think about it, because obviously there's the, the PCs and the phones. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with the phones, they've also expanded pretty hard into the, the music side of like the iPods. Right. Uh, although, I guess they've kind of... I mean, have they released a new iPod in recent years? Because... No, it's just all it's iPhones, I think. I don't think yeah. they... Do they even still make I, iPods? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like iPod Nanos are pretty good. <laughs> There's little oh my God. tiny little squares. They do. Yeah? But it's just it's literally just the iPhone without the ability to use it as a phone. <laughs> well, no, it uses phones as phones these days. The new iPod Touch, $199. It's literally just a phone that you can't call people on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate Apple. Although, I, I do... I don't know. I, I hate Apple because their devices are nearly impossible to customize or fix. I used to mm-hmm. work in IT in college, and they, whenever somebody would bring down a MacBook and be like, can you fix this? I'd be like, no, you have an Apple. And that would be, <laughs> like, we, we had some people that would do it, but you had to, like, know how to get into the root menu and actually, like, mess around behind the scenes yeah. of the OS to actually fix it- them. They really make Apple products so that only the, the the people who made the product can tweak it. Yeah, um, and it's they do it for two reasons. Like one, they're like people who aren't tech savvy can use Apple products reliably and not break them, mm. because they make them nearly impossible to customize or fiddle around with, you know, under the hood. So yeah. if you don't know anything about technology, Apple is the perfect thing for you. But yeah. if you like customizing them in any way, shape, or form, they suck. Yeah. Um, there was a YouTube channel I used to watch um, mm. briefly, and it's basically this guy who owns a uh, tech repair shop. Yeah. And whenever he gets an interesting job in, he'll record what he does. Yeah. Um, and he had a client come in once. Well, it happened a few times, but. Someone came in and said, look, are you able to repair this um, MacBook or something? Hmm. And he said, oof, yeah, I will, but uh, um, I gave him a quote, basically, and they said, okay, cool. They went off to the Apple store, and the Apple store took it away, made more problems with it, and charged, like, so much more than he, he had charged. So he then did it for free. But he did it on live stream so he could talk about yeah, it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, show what he did, um, and yeah, that he he was even like, yeah, this is this is where the Apple employees um, further scratched the board and um, <laughs> made this not usable. Um, 
And then the, the, he had a um, recording of a, uh, a a courtroom, I suppose. Hmm. It was um, the uh, wherever he lives in America. Hmm. It was a f- battle over whether um, the parts that can be used to repair a Mac should be um, available to people outside of Apple, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he's fighting that battle. I th- I'm pretty sure he won the case. Um, but no, the Apple employees who were there were like, no, we don't want anyone to be able to use our tools. <laughs> well, that that's like um, a bunch of uh, Apple is notorious for this. They'll add like screws and things to their devices that no known screwdriver will fit. Like, fit yeah. Um, so that people can't open them up. I, I remember back in college, one of my friends had, he had an iPod Touch. So, again, it was, it's the iPhone without the phone antenna installed. Yeah. And it broke and it wasn't working right. So we brought it back to the store and I guess he had the insurance or it was under warranty or something. And he explained it to him that the Apple tech was like, oh, yeah, 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 no, I, I, you know, we have that part. And he goes back into the back room, but he left the door open so we could see him back there. He literally, like, plugged it into a machine, like, cloned the phone onto or cloned the iPod onto a new one threw my friend's iPhone into a bin and then brought him out a brand new one. It's like, oh yeah, I fixed it. Damn. It's like a... Um... They just... It's, they, they just gave him a new one. Oh, that's so wasteful. Oh my god. <laughs> well, welcome to... That's, I, mean, I guess that's kind of the modern phone industry. Um, yeah. They give you these tiny little pocket computers, they manufacture them en masse, and then they literally pay you to take them. Jeez. Anyway. Yeah, you get the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I just saw the time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of got onto a topic that we could waffle on and talk about for quite a while, so um, I thought I should probably get us to wrap up. Um, yeah, final thoughts before I wrap up the segment? Um, don't trust big companies. Trust the... Well, don't necessarily trust anyone else anyway but uh indie games is where it's at (laughs) trust but verify um Mm -hmm. all right well that will be it for segment one thank you for listening to us and we will be back soon with segment two all right and welcome back to segment two of the tmcj podcast we're on to media now, um, and we actually have quite a bit to talk about in this, mainly because we did movie night not only once, but twice uh, this mm. week. Um, and even if that doesn't carry us the whole way through, um, I've been reading and watching some stuff after work that <laughs> could potentially fill some time. Um, what should we start yeah. with? Uh, I was pretty hungry for movies this week, so like the day after we watched the the first film, which was Alicia's choice this week, I was like, I want to watch another film, <laughs> uh, and I gave a couple of options. Um, but yeah, should we start with the the first ones first, then? Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, yeah. First, uh, first one this week, uh, we were watching a Disney movie, Princess and the Frog. Which mm-hmm. I think we we figured out it was the last animated Disney movie, um, like actually animated. The ones after that were uh, computer 
like computer animated so like yeah, Pixar yeah type stuff um, I see quite good I'd never seen it before um, no, and it was either. it was the only one of that variety like that kind of Disney movie I hadn't seen because um, I really liked the Disney like the animated classic Disney movies um, huge part of my childhood I went into it thinking I don't know why because I, I've uh, I don't think that I've seen a Disney movie that I haven't enjoyed but for some reason I came into this with low expectations mm. um, and I was really pleasantly surprised um, loved the music well you can't not love the music in a Disney oh, film oh god yeah it's true um, but especially ooh, that, that first one with the, the voodoo man shop <laughs> oh yeah yeah I so got good. friends on the other side. Yeah, that uh, that that's my favorite song in the whole movie. I I imagine if someone doesn't like jazz, they probably wouldn't like the movie. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, if, if um, jazz isn't your thing, you probably would not be a fan of the songs in this music movie. But, um, but it's like, and it's it's jazz, but it's jazz with a Disney spin too. So even if you don't, and you do like Disney movies, you could still like it. Hmm. Do you like wow. jazz? <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, going on here? What's going on here with all this jazz? Um, the characters, uh, for the most part, I liked all of them. There were a couple I didn't like, actually. Mm. Um, and I think they... Something I said at the end, it felt like a cut-down version of the film. I f they seemed to have left out small bits of plot, which I just kind of assumed that the that the uh, audience knows what happened mm. um, or they just kind of fill it in with some small amount of dialogue which just only pushes the plot, it doesn't explain people's motives or anything, they just did it yeah, I, I uh, felt that, I, I kind of felt the same thing, there were there were scenes in the movie so that that's the only complaint I had I didn't go into this with low expectations because I had seen um, some of the songs um Particularly the "I've Got Friends on the Other Side" song on oh, YouTube seen that before. Previously. I'd uh... seen I'd seen it on YouTube before, so I already knew that I liked that song. Um, but I was I was happy with all the other songs in the movie too. But um, what was I going to say? I I felt the same thing. I had decent expectations going in. Like I I thought like it's a Disney musical. It's animated. I'm gonna like this, and I did. I was that was correct. But you're right. There were several points in the movie where I'm just like, well, what did we just skipped ahead. Like, this kind of came out of nowhere. And I know one of the scenes you're thinking of, because you mentioned it after the movie, was mm. the whole transition when he gets turned into a frog. You don't see him get turned into a frog. And he just suddenly shows up at the, the girl's doorstep. And then it's later established, oh, he was put in a jar, and then some incompetent guy let him out of the jar. But yeah, he kind of it goes from him being a fully fledged prince, uh, and then the bit that they skip is a him turning into a frog, b him being captured, c him then being released for no bloody reason, uh, and then d him getting to the palace, e him finding the princess's window who he's never met before, and then just not having a plan, <laughs> like yeah, what. <laughs> I, I do agree. like more than I'm trying to think of other Disney movies um, that I've seen that have had kind of 
plot holes like that, and maybe I've just seen them so often that I haven't thought of it. And it, mm. it's not that there are plot holes. Uh, it's like you said right off the bat. They didn't... They don't show you things in the plot. They just, like, later tell you, oh, this is what happened. Yeah. And I feel like it's not as... Not the best story to... Again, these are these are blemishes in an otherwise excellent movie. Oh, yes. Uh, loved the crocodile. He was one of my favorites. <laughs> um... Didn't like the the fireflies so much. The, the the whole tea thing kind of. Oh yeah. Kind of grossed me out. I'm a bit of a hygienist where it comes to dental health. Yeah. Uh, and so this thing that had like three teeth and it kind of splattered its words out it was a bit. Well, the spluttering its words out. That's just a Cajun accent. But you're right. The 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 missing teeth thing. That's um. Yeah, you get bad people with bad teeth. Um. Oh, I wish I could do a Cajun accent. I was just... I, I'm picturing what he's saying in my head. I'm like, do I want to attempt it? No. I, we can't afford the lawsuit, guys. <laughs> I, I don't think I can do a Cajun accent. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's patented. Uh, for all those we've offended, I mean... Oh, yeah. But Cajun accent is just like a southern French accent. I don't care about offending the French. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, other things, the, uh, I think it did a good job of, and this is saying quite a bit, because there are so many times when this has not been done well, Mm. they did a good job of making a strong, independent female lead. Yes. Okay. That's, that's something, I'm glad you brought that up, because I, I was thinking that during the movie, like, there are so many examples now of how to write strong women in a very lazy way, which Mm. is basically like, Look, they have a billion muscles, and they drink and smoke and swear. That is lazy writing for a strong character. Doesn't matter if they're male or female. That's, like, lazy writer's shorthand for this person is strong and edgy. This movie did a great job actually creating, like, a strong female character. Yeah, the whole, uh, her dreaming about owning her own establishment and her working in that establishment, not just... Yeah, or just flaunting around it, getting the money, um, and especially coming from you know we we know it's the ideals of her father, and yeah. she grew up cooking this delicious food, uh, and so I think it has a really strong story. And by the end, you're like, oh my god, that sounds like I, w- I would love to go there, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, and the other thing, like, yeah, because even there's that whole scene where. You know, she's she's working her ass off. She's not going out with her friends. Like, she's working, like, two yep. jobs, barely sleeping, saving every penny she can get. And even her mother is like, you know, come on. It's like, I want some grandkids. Like, don't... Like, why are you why are you busting your ass like this? Enjoy your youth. Find love. Go out there. And she's still, yeah. like, doggedly determined. Like, no. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna fulfill my dream. And I'm gonna, you know, this work is... hard to get there. Uh, and, and yeah, you do see that in 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 and about life, um, and I think it's it's really nice because I yeah I've seen people who have in real life who uh, are trying to make something of themselves so they don't go out every night they don't they they work two jobs uh, if they have to to get what they in the long run need yeah uh, and I think it's really admirable and kind of uh, inspiring. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, she's a kid. Like 
the the way to like yeah write good like strong characters like that it should be someone you can aspire to be someone who um god i i, I was almost <laughs> i'm losing track of my own thoughts here it's <laughs> it's somebody that you can look to and go like man if i do that too if i aspire to be like that if i you know work hard and do these sorts of things i could achieve something like them like it's mm. it's an inspiration and Disney movies are, you know, they're they're children's movies for the most part, but they're kind of like all ages children's movies. Like you can watch them at any time and still be like, "Damn, that was a good movie," mm-hmm. at any age. And but especially for the kids watching, like that's a good thing. That like you've shown them a character that, you know, is determined. They work hard, and through perseverance, no matter how, because bad things happen, or she fails several times over. Like, there are setbacks all across the way, but she keeps going, and she eventually yeah. makes it. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, I, don't, I can't remember what her name is, but I, I, I wish I, there was more of that princess being advertised, because there's so many, like, you know, uh, Snow Whites and all that, everyone knows mm. about them. Um, no, I, I, th- I think, yeah, I think we need more more I, variety of this kind i think it was really good well that that's the thing they they kind of um deviated from the classic uh disney princess setup because like if you think of some of the other ones like um bell or jasmine or like you know from the other disney movies mm-hmm. um i'm gonna use aladdin as an example actually uh it's kind of a almost a reversal of that like jasmine is she's kind of rich Rich, yeah. a little bit spoiled, but completely understandably so, because she's shut in and not allowed to go out and see the world. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Aladdin's kind of this poor street urchin who's doing everything he can to get by and survive. Um, whereas in this movie, uh, the princess, quote unquote, is the like she's like hardworking, poor, doing everything she can to achieve her dream, and the prince is kind of a layabout who's through a lavish lifestyle you know he's lost his riches um and now he's trying to find another easy road to get back into his lavish lifestyle yeah i don't think his i wasn't a massive fan of his character i don't think he really progresses all that much because at the end of the day he still you know gets the inheritance from his parents and just but did he though i don't know I don't yeah, think he did. That's how they bought the the place for. Um... No, no, that's not how they bought the place. Was it not? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the movie, uh, you see they use the crocodile to intimidate the the bankers into selling it to her. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I suppose it was her money then. Yeah. Yeah, they used her money to buy the place, and then they become successful. So it's he's in there, you know, playing and working, and they essentially. Like she get she achieves her dreams and learns to have a little bit more fun and she finds love and he learns that you know he doesn't need that that wealth and that lavish lifestyle and you know decides that now he's you know he's working hard with her and they're achieving that dream together so I think he does actually grow significantly because he starts as kind of a a bit of a prick yeah, um, I mean I guess I would have just liked to have seen him do a bit more um, yeah manual labor as it I I uh, guess yeah when she's teaching him to to mince things that was good uh I think 
maybe a little bit more of that kind of thing more her teaching him you know mm. tricks of the trade kind of thing would be yeah i think that's nice that's something across the board not just what you were talking about earlier with the, them not showing like key plot points or what seem like key plot points instead of just telling us about them um yeah. in the same way they could have done a bit more on-screen character development um but I mean, they they do that pretty thoroughly for uh, the main. I I feel bad. I can't remember any of the names of any of the characters. No, I can't really. <laughs> uh, and the like, I'm thinking back. I remember the names of old Disney movies characters because I've seen the movies like 18 times. But now I've only well, seen yeah. this one once. Uh, uh, oh, and also the spoiled rich brat. I was so sure that she was going to turn out to be an ass and she'd throw her friend under the bus. I thought yeah. it was really quite wholesome that she, even to the end, was doing everything she could to help her friend, despite yeah. living in such different circumstances. That was that was something that I thought was really good too, because like I, I thought the exact same thing. I thought the moment she finds out that this guy is just you know it's not who she thinks he is, and that she finds out that the prince you know isn't uh, gonna t pick her, he's gonna you know pick. Um, the other girl the main character yep. yeah i i thought that like okay there's going to be some kind of a conflict here she's going to be you know a bit of a brat about it but no yeah it, she like continuously surprised and when in the beginning when um she gets knocked into the table and you know knocks away all those pastries and stuff i thought mm -hmm. I, again i wasn't giving the girl enough credit i thought that the rich girl was gonna get mad at her but no she was like she immediately went to her side and started to help she like she was a brat and kind of a over-the-top um, loudmouth for most of the movie, but then every time her friend actually needed her, she ended up being like a really kind and genuine person. Mm. Um, so no, I think it, it teaches quite a few nice stories. Um, nice. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Uh, I do not uh, know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like some uh, ah, words. Aspirational stuff. Yeah. Um, inspirational, aspirational. Yeah. Um, to aspire towards. Yeah. It it's just all around a very good movie. Um, yeah. and it it basically it it goes with some new ideas and new tropes and new character arcs while staying true to the feel of a classic Disney movie. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just, all around good movie. Highly recommend it. I'm yep. kind of sad that I never saw it before this, um, but <laughs> now I'm glad that I have. Uh, yeah, complete opposite of that movie was the second yep. movie we watched this <laughs> week, which was uh, Die so Hard. Yeah, I gave Kaiser an option. I was like, okay, I've got all these Disney songs in my head. Should we watch either another Disney movie, which Kaiser has not seen and I have, or Die Hard? Uh, because it's coming up to Christmas, and it's a classic Christmas film, <laughs> Alicia. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. By the way, I did talk to my parents about this, and they they do not agree. <laughs> they don't think it's a Christmas film. Nope. It is a Christmas. Like, now I've got a machine gun. Ho ho ho! You wouldn't say that mid February, would you? Well, the movie is set at Christmas. I like. I. Yeah, there's Santa's everywhere. There's Christmas trees. 
But that doesn't make it a Christmas. Okay, whatever. This, it's this... an inspirational story about saving Christmas, Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's another movie, classic movie that uh, I had never seen. Yeah. Um, came out the year I was born, nineteen eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Man, you're old, brother. <laughs> old. That's true. Yeah, I'm turning uh, thirty-two in like uh, two weeks. Yeah. Um, yep, back when Bruce Willis had hair. That's true. I honestly had a hard time recognizing that first because <laughs> of the hair. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen, I haven't seen much of modern day Bruce Willis, so it wasn't that tough for me to, to recognize. But, um, yeah, the, oh, what a, what a film. So much action. Uh, lots of, lots of evil, uh, Germanic terrorists. <laughs> it was, and, inexplicably one Englishman leading them um, although he's ostensibly supposed to be German um, yeah I, don't, I think he did a better I mean I know he did like a American accent at one point to try and fool the main character that American accent it didn't accent sound was natural so... the German sounded a lot more natural the German did sound natural that's the thing when he did that American accent I was like oh god that's it's so bad hmm like, what the, it, I thought Bruce Willis was just going to shoot him in the face right there. It's like, that sounds so fake. <laughs> it does. It really did. And I was like, hang on. But wait, so is he actually an English actor? Yeah. Yeah, he's English. God. He, he's he, the guy that he makes such a good, evil character. Yeah, I mean, he played Snape in the Harry Potter movies. He yeah, played. But uh, Snape was good, but he was still the most evil character he was the most evil good guy um well and then there's yeah. also Spoilers. He, he also played the uh he played the judge judge topin in um uh the sweeney todd movie i've not seen sweeney todd oh it's such a good okay that's a movie that's going on movie night that might be my choice okay. next i fucking yeah, love I'm, I'm sure alicia would be disappointed to hear i haven't seen sweeney todd it's it's the first movie I saw that made me think that I might actually like some musicals like aside from Disney musicals like actual right. live musicals because I saw I don't know I, I've seen musicals when I was uh, younger people I knew in grade school were like really liked them um, the ones that they liked that they showed me I thought were ass um, and the plot lines were things that I just absolutely couldn't get behind yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say this, and I know this is. If some of the people I'm thinking of listen to this, I know this is gonna piss them off. One of these musicals was Rent, which, um, I absolutely hated, but a bunch of them really liked. Um, right. My plot synopsis is Rent is a movie, or I guess musical about a bunch of layabout artists who refuse to pay their rent and then <laughs> sing about it for an hour and then someone catches right. AIDS. That's they, the whole musical. Uh, are they the creative spirit, free spirit? I guess. They have a theater and kind of some just... dude in a suit comes by and tells them that they have to pay their rent or get evicted, which yeah. is a perfectly reasonable... You want reason to be that character. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I can, I can sympathize with that character. It's like, you own the building, you know, you're being... You, like, you got these people living there, they're not paying for it, you got bills to pay, like... <laughs> Get out of here, you bums. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, even <laughs> even as a teenager, I was utterly unsympathetic to these people. <laughs> I was like, pay your fucking bills. Yeah. I can uh, understand that. Um, anyway, without getting too far into that, um, Die Hard. Yes, Die Hard. So, a lot of uh, classic phrases that you weren't previously aware came from it. Yippee-ki-yay, um, motherfucker. Yep. And... Uh, also, I don't know, did they, w- with the explosions and stuff, I wonder if they had the budget to actually, I don't know, what, was there any CGI or anything? I don't think so, it looked like they actually blew a bunch of, like, it looked like they detonated a helicopter in one of those scenes. It, yeah. It was the 80s, I don't think there was that much CGI, and if there was, it would have been obvious. Yeah, like, I mean, you, you must see like, old James Bond CGI clips, surely. Probably, yeah. They're so, so hilariously bad. Um, so yeah, it must have been a pretty high-budget film for, for the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it was the late 80s. I think that was like the height of the over-the-top action movie. Mm. Um, yeah. So I yeah, think Invincible that, heroes, you know, Rambo and all that. Yeah, I think they probably had a budget just because that... That, that you were basically guaranteed to make a return on investment doing that. And I mean, they went on to make five other... There was Die Hard, Die Hard 2, uh, something, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, yeah, Die Live, Hard Another Day. Live Free or Die Hard was one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. But I've, I've seen this one because it comes about every year. Because it's a excellent Christmas film, uh, but there's not there's not much message behind it. It's just a fun film, in yeah. the same way that you don't watch Terminator expecting to have your life changed anyway. I mean, um, it's it's just a basically that movie. It it has so much payoff at all the right moments, like the scummy reporter who's trying to use their kids to get views and stuff and puts them in danger yeah. the wife punches him in the face like <laughs> yeah the um, in real life so so many people would have problems with that but because it, it's the film they're just like yeah that guy deserved it let's move on yeah well i no, i i think in real life that guy deserved it too <laughs> oh yeah I'm, he still would have deserved it but yeah I'm sorry. There would have been like legal that's true. There might have been yeah legal. Well, I mean, there probably would have been legal battles over the fact that the guy detonated most of that building, and he wasn't even a cop from that state. Yeah, and the CIA wouldn't be quite so. Well, FBI. I hope they wouldn't be quite so, F- FBI. Sorry, yeah. At the um, time. <laughs> At the time, on. who knows? I mean, the guy. The they do make a legitimate reference, like. The, the FBI agent with the sniper rifle and the helicopter, I mean, mm. he was like, oh, it's just like Saigon. Yeah, just like Saigon. I was like, ooh, I understand that reference. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they're, well, I mean, they're, at the time, there could have been veteran FBI agents who were, like, Vietnam vets. And mm. they might have, uh, you never know, there could have been somebody who played a little fast and loose and... I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like you get in so much trouble going in, like guns blazing into a hostage situation surely back then that wouldn't have been alright still you never, I mean, again, it was the 80s who knows mm. I, like it, it's it's entirely possible like that they would have made, cause the guy's like yeah, we're looking at probably about losing 25% of the hostages 
Yeah. And it's like maybe that's that's how they did the calculus back then. Um, also, I'm I'm so dubious of the uh, the villains' plans because their plan after doing all this stuff was to just drive out in a van. Mm. I mean, I know they they said, oh, they'll think we're all dead because we blew up the roof. If you blow up the roof, the like no one's gonna stand in their own explosion. Yeah, I. But again, I think a lot of this is you don't think too deeply about it. But then again, they yeah, didn't really <laughs> say too much about the intelligence of the the people who they were, like who who were outside, because like it takes several gunshots and explosions and a dead body being thrown out a window before the LA cops even do anything. Um, I don't actually. I don't even know if this was set in LA. It may have been San Diego, but. Um... I think it was California, wasn't it? Well, it was California, but L.A., San Diego, and San Francisco are all three big cities in California. Oh, okay. Right. So it could have been <laughs> it could have been one of I don't know which one it was. Um, but yeah, they're incompetent. The FBI seems like just brass over the top, like you know, gung ho. You know, blow it all up. Let's go in there, cut the power to the whole block. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Um. Yeah. But I don't think it's one of those things you don't really think to uh, think about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back on it, it might have been like a pretty long film, but you can't really talk much about it. It's like trying to commentate on Transformers, for example. You can talk about the psychology of the people, of the actors, and we can always talk about Shia LaBeouf. But uh, <laughs> the actual film. There's very little things we can talk about without just being like, so this happened, and then this well, happened. Yeah, and I think that's kind <laughs> of why it's... Action. It's why it's just, like, a feel-good action movie. Like, when I when I was talking about the payoff coming out, like, uh, you know, the reporter getting punched in the face, mm. also, like, when the, um, the California cop, the one that was constantly talking to Bruce Willis throughout the whole movie, like, when yeah. he said the thing about, I've never been able to draw my gun since then. I'm like, okay, he is going to draw his gun and he's going to shoot a bad guy. Like, I knew it immediately once he said that line. And sure enough, at the very end, like, one of the guys you think is dead is still alive. And then he shoots him. And they left him with his machine gun. <laughs> well, yeah, did, oh, yeah, did, that's true. <laughs> they just let him out of the building with a machine gun. Like, what? <laughs> this hostage has an MP5. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. God. It was it was fun fun but dumb. Yeah. Uh, just, so just what's hmm? I was I was gonna say what what do do you have plans for for the next one then? Well, I think I I didn't have anything concrete. I've had a few in mind, but knowing that you haven't seen the Sweeney Todd movie, hmm. I think we may have to watch that one because it's it's Let's got see. a pretty good cast in it too. Like it's got Snape in there as the evil judge. It's got a. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what the fuck's his name? Oh, uh, the, the, the the evil crazy lady from Harry Potter. I, Another she, Harry Potter person. Again, yeah, the, she is excellent in that movie. Um, yeah. Bella, no, that's the name. Bellatrix name. Lestrange. Yeah, but that's her name in Harry Potter. I it is her name in Harry Potter. Um, Mrs. Lovett is what she's called in that. I had oh, to, I was, right. I was playing one of the songs in my head. 
to try and remember her name. <laughs> um, and yeah. the guy that plays Sweeney Todd, why can't I remember his name? Uh, it's not Johnny Depp, is it? It is Johnny Depp, yeah, thank you. Okay. I know because... I'm not a fan of Johnny Depp, but maybe... He is a good actor, so. He's He's been in a lot of movies that I, I've liked him in. That one, uh, he was... He played really good in the first few parts of the Caribbean movies. Like, Jack Sparrow yes. was probably the highlight of those Without movies. Yeah. Um, he was in uh, Public Enemies. Certainly better than that. Paris-ass Ponce. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he was called. William Turner. Oh yeah, William Turner. That's right. Yeah, we can go back into uh, Orlando Bloom and how much Legolas <laughs> he plays in again. the movie. Although I think uh, we we agreed as Legolas, he did a very good job. That was the he's one. A very, like yeah, Legolas was brilliant. Legolas was a good character. Um, oh man. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's what's going to be the next movie choice for me. Um, okay, I mean that's a pretty old film, isn't it? I don't know when it was. Yeah, I I watched it when it we. In college, our campus did a free movie night on campus, and they used one of the larger lecture halls just to play a movie. Um, and so the first time I saw it was there on college, and I think it came out in two thousand nine. Yeah. So it's about it's about as old as Princess and the Frog. It's eleven years ago. Okay. Yeah, I used to get we used to get some quite weird uh, films that we were shown in school. Uh, did Did you have any particularly weird ones? Like, other than the Sweeney Todd, because that's pretty weird. <laughs> well, again, but that was college, and it wasn't like a... It was just like a a campus event. Like, it was... They, they right. just put on whatever... They'd get the rights to a movie that had just come out, and they'd do a showing on, on campus. Weird movies that we watched, like, for school, like, in class. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Not so, weird, but we got low-budget ones, because in our English classes, we'd watch uh, movies based on the books that we had read sometimes. Right. Um, the Lord of the Flies one was pretty hilarious, because they, oh, they didn't have a very high budget, so watching the whiny fat kid get hit with a styrofoam rock was hilarious. <laughs> um, so, we, we in all different subjects, we had... Um, it felt like the teachers were trying to bend the curriculum in such a way that they could get a day off, basically. <laughs> um, in history, we had Saving Private Ryan. Okay. That's um, legit. Excellent film. And th that's probably one of the more normal ones. Oh. I mean, it, there is a fair reason. Cause, I mean, it's very eye-opening as to the in kind my... of conditions. In my seventh grade history class, we watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> See, that's the kind of thing we get in RP class or religion and philosophy. We uh, yeah, which we don't, was, I don't think we have that. It it was a bit of a it was a bit of a DOS class. Um, and but no, in in English literature, we had uh, we got to watch The Matrix. Interesting, because it was it was kind of the concept of uh, you know brain in a jar. Okay, I think that was the excuse they used. Fine. Uh, and RP, RP was where the greatest shit came out. Okay, South Park, because several South Park messages um, episodes have messages behind them. Okay. And then Zombieland. <laughs> That's I don't know what the message was from. It was from Zombieland, but goddamn. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. <laughs> it is. I mean, at the time, I was pretty fucking terrified because I hadn't 
I think I'd seen Shaun of the Dead <laughs> before that, but other than that, I'd not seen any horror film, and I was stuck. This was like the middle of summer, hmm. stuck in a room. All the curtains were drawn. There was like twenty guys because it was an all boys school. Yeah, so it was just a stifling room, and we were watching this like comedy horror, <laughs> and so it was hilarious. But there were times where I was like, "Ooh, oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh my god, I'm I don't so- want to see that." You just reminded me of a, a moment, like, speaking of watching movies in, in class in grade school, mm. and, um, you know, them pulling the shades. It was a science class, and it was some really, really low-budget, like, public school-approved um, movie about the solar system. It was... I thought you were going to say sex ed for a second there. No, I was no, like, no. But they, they didn't really do... <laughs> Sex ed in, in my school was like we had a health class either sophomore year or junior year. They didn't show any right. videos or anything like that. It was just like, no. you know, hey, this is a penis. This is how it works. <laughs> For us, it was here's all the STDs you can get. Yep, <laughs> yep. They, anything else. <laughs> they went ab- they went over that too. Um, yeah. That was it. That was pretty much it. Anyway, yeah. um, but no, it wasn't that. It was science, um, and it was specifically about the solar system. I don't remember the movie at all. Um, but they they had like one of the kids go and like pull the shades. The teacher had one of the kids go and pull the shades for the room. And to do that, you had to climb up on top of the radiator and then pull the shades down. So shades get pulled. It's pitch black in the room, and we just hear a loud ba bam. <laughs> and the the person oh, had like like sort of lost their balance, jumping off of the radiator and landed really awkwardly, and it, it made a loud bang. And oh, then. Yeah. Then it's pitch black in the room, and you just hear two kids. One of them goes, uh, "That was a seven point eight on the Richter scale." And then one of the other kids, <laughs> one of the other kids across the room, just goes, "That broke the fucking Richter scale." <laughs> and and the kid. teacher, the teacher flips the lights back on. She's like, "Who the hell said that?" She's like looking around, <laughs> and everyone is laughing except the teacher, who is pissed. <laughs> That, I you don't kind of got to be pissed. I, I don't remember. I was like, how can you not? It was funny. Yeah, but <laughs> even the, the person who order. even the person that fell was laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I guess. It was sixth grade. How old were people in that? I feel like it, it took very little time, amount a very small amount of time. If like a substitute teacher was teaching, uh, if they were just complete milksops it would just be chaos like yeah we had a a history stand-in and uh normally our history teacher he was goddamn brutal right Mm. he was scary and i mean really scary i didn't hand my homework in once on time i went to apologize to him and say get it in another day so i I literally went to (laughs) went to him (laughs) And there was another class waiting outside of his room. He picked me up by the shirt collar. What the like, fuck? Off the ground and screamed in my face. Holy shit! <laughs> and I was just... I didn't wet myself, but goddamn, I was... Whoo, that was scary. Uh, another time, I was... I don't know, I hadn't done something properly or something, so he turned to me and he was like, Alright, legally I'm not allowed to hit you. I'm gonna hold my fist here 
and I expect you to headbutt it. <laughs> um, I mean, that was a bit more funny, and but I was so terrified of him, I legit did it. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! I, I don't oh think god. we. He was, yeah, he was I mean, a really good teacher. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some, some of the best teachers are like that. I. Mm. I can't think. I of... feel like that was kind of like basic training. If I'd gone into boot camp after that, I would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was just—he was prepping you. Mm. I never—I don't think we ever had any. I never had any teachers like that. Um, I had some teachers that like everyone took seriously. Like they had gravitas in the classroom. Yeah. Like they—you—they they were just teachers you wouldn't fuck with because they—it—they—they they, they had that kind of austere kind of air about them. Um, I had a an, an English teacher near the end of my high school career that was like that. Um, and, like, again, at a very disciplined classroom, and no one would ever fuck with them, but they never, <laughs> they never had to do anything about it. They just kind of commanded an air of respect. Yeah. Um, all right, we, we, we have gone so far away from media, and we oh, are, yeah, we've yeah. been talking for nearly <laughs> 40 minutes. Uh, so I think... Any any final thoughts about the you know movies or anything we've talked about in this segment, and then I think I'll wrap it up. Um, whew, I don't know. Uh, regarding, I I think we've spoken about all there is to say about movies right for the time being. Um, I will say, I think, uh, looking back on my school years, the teachers that I learnt the most from were probably the angry teachers. So, because I, I had to pay attention to their lessons, otherwise I'd be in deep trouble. Um, so I think a little bit of fear in school is a good thing. I think a lot of uh, these days, I think teachers have to be a lot more gentle and soft-spoken with the pupils. Mm. I don't know. I I think there's a, a lack of respect, probably, coming in these days because of that. Um, yeah. I'm on board with that. Like the the teachers that I've I've my experience was the same thing. The teachers who were kind of more casual in their teaching style, kind of let things go, and it was a little more free form in their classroom. I, hmm. I barely remember anything from those classes, or and I basically had to teach myself. The um the classes that but the classes where it was like that, where the teacher like kind of commanded discipline in the classroom. Um, those were the classes that I actually learned things from and um, definitely were a lot more useful to me when I was a kid yeah. and probably more beneficial to me, even if I didn't like the fact that they were, you know, basically commanding large portions of my time. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll end it off there. Um, this has been segment two of the TMCJ podcast. Uh, thank you for listening and you'll hear us again very soon for segment three. Alright, welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are now on segment three, uh, a wild card segment, and Blue, you have something to lead us off with on this one, I believe. Yep, it's the Eclectic Zone, and uh, the Eclecticism today is uh, Christmas, and uh, it's still two months away from Christmas Day, almost to the day, uh, but is it alright to A listen to Christmas music, B, eat Christmas food, and C, put up decorations for Christmas this early. So, 
I can answer this unequivocally from a U.S. perspective. The answer is no. And <laughs> the reason the answer is no, at least in the U.S., is it is considered kind of a faux pas here to uh, do any of that stuff prior to uh, Thanksgiving being completed. Uh, okay, yeah, we don't really have that. I was going to say that. Well, we, yeah. we just don't have that event. Yeah. Um, so, thanks, so Thanksgiving happens on the 4th Thursday of November. Um, and so it's the end of November, usually. Uh, this month, or this year, I think it's the 27th. So until that date, um, it's it's considered a little, a little bit weird to be doing that ahead of time. It is over here as well, but I've, I've, I used to work in a large shop, and we would sell Christmas products before we sold Halloween products, um, which I thought was crazy. That is kind of odd. But people will buy it, so we will put it out, is essentially the, the ethos. Yeah. I mean, I could see buying, you know, stuff ahead of time so that you're ready for it. Like, you know, buy yeah, Christmas lights like, before. So, it was a pretty big supermarket. You've been around it. I have, um, yeah. There would be, every day, uh, like, two whole pallets of just mince pies before December maybe, per day. Maybe they like pies. Like, we love mince pies. I've got mince pies next to me right now. That's why I kind of was, was thinking about this originally. Um, so, uh, and, I mean... Go on. And I just, I just for clarity's sake for the audience, because I know a good chunk of them are from the U.S., um, we don't really have pies like that here. Uh, so Really? Mince it's, pies? It's like a, like a meat pie. We, we have them, oh, but no, I think no, they're no. called something not, different. Not meat pie. Is it? What, what kind is it? What, what, see, I don't even uh, know what it is. A mince pie is like a fruity, uh, sugary, little, tiny pie. Um, the, the things that I just sent you, those are mince pies. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got fruit in them. I think they do have mince in them, but mm. it's like... I, 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 mm, I, sh I should really read... Hang on, I've got a box right next to me. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Mince meat filling is 46%. But then there's sugar, apple puree, a uh, bunch of things, raisins, glucose syrup, apricot filling. So a bunch of fruit, but also mincemeat. <laughs> God. Okay. Minus the sugar, that actually sounds really good. Um, mm. Like the fruit, just the fruit and chopped up meat. That does, it, it, but also it does sound like a very festive food. Not really something. It, it's, it's not meaty at all, though. Like, you don't, when you eat one, you don't think, hmm, there's meat in here. Nah, not at all. Um, but yeah, like the the they're very very popular, and it's kind of like how everyone only eats goose on like one or two times a year. If if it tastes good, eat it all year round if it's available. <laughs> um, is my opinion. Well, that's but, uh, yeah. There, I guess there are certain certain foods and foods and beverages that are kind of seasonally locked um mm. but i don't think i don't know i i'm i'm one of those people who i'll, I'll eat like breakfast at like nine o'clock at night and i'll have like steak for breakfast in a day like yeah but I, we're heathens <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm probably not the right person to like comment necessarily on this stuff like equivocally yeah. but i can say that there are people 
who like um just they they will they will be massively offended by the fact that there happens to be you know christmas lights out or somebody's having like a i don't know uh what's a a holiday dish here uh what's the the thanksgiving well turkey mostly it's turkey turkey okay, and yeah. ham turkey and ham um and then oh, there's a type of of cranberry cranberry okay. like some kind of cranberry <laughs> sweet dish like a a pie or a tart mm. Do you have Christmas puddings over there, then? Uh... Really? Oh my god. Too maybe, fair Christmas maybe? Like, is it is it like pudding? Like, just like... Like a chocolate it's, pudding or something? It's... Okay, like, imagine... In fact, they quite often do it this way. Imagine, like, a bowl, right? Yeah. And you flip the bowl upside down. And that's kind of the shape of it. It's like an upside-down bowl shape. We do. Uh, we do have them... It's like, we don't really black and you set them on fire. <laughs> okay, we do have them. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I don't know that we call them necessarily Christmas puddings or puddings in general. Okay, um, I'm trying to think of and what. This... Go. On. This this may also be a regional thing, because what what different foods are called and what foods are actually had at different holidays and stuff does vary quite widely across the U.S. There's a tradition as well that you put a um, a coin inside of the Christmas pudding. Oh, nice! <laughs> and whoever gets that gets good luck or something. I don't know. Maybe yeah, unless they choke. they choke on it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna well, say. That's kind of like the Kinder Egg argument, though. I mean, America's not got Kinder Eggs because they're afraid that the kids are just gonna eat the eggs so fast that they choke on the toy inside. We're fine with them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So th this America, yeah. you gotta slow down. I, I will say that yeah, my my country definitely has some <laughs> some uh, some flaws with uh, <laughs> the the intelligence of their child products. One of the uh, a perfect example is a um, there was a car seat that came out in the mid to early two thousands, yeah. and it was recalled for severing children's fingers. Right. Jesus. Because of the buckle uh, and. But it was only recalled in the U.S. because it only happened in the U.S. <laughs> so all, oh all I can think is there's just some fucking dumbass parent who crushed their kid's hand in a, a seatbelt buck. Sorry, that got very grim. We're talking about Christmas here. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 like, it, okay, I, I admit, like, the whole Kinder Egg thing, exact same thing. Um, again, mm. for those that don't know, because they aren't, I didn't even know what the hell they were. Um, because I'd never I'd never heard of them at all before. Yeah. But Kinder Eggs are these little chocolate eggs uh, that come with they have a toy inside of them of some kind. Yeah. It's like an Easter the, egg. The, the, the toy comes within like a little plastic thing as well. Like it's a large enough plastic thing that it I I would very much struggle to swallow. Yeah. As a fully grown man, I would very much struggle to swallow one of these plastic shells. But I yeah. suppose someone could. Yeah, you never know. Kids will eat anything. But yeah, but yeah, again, only banned in the U.S. <laughs> because I, I think it has something to do with the way our food and drug laws are written. Less so that they're afraid people are going to choke on them. Right. I like think putting plastic in food is just strictly forbidden. Exactly, and it, it doesn't give the nuance that that has for for that that particular device. It, it's just like anything inedible that's put inside the food is banned here. Yeah. Hmm. 
Oh, man, I wonder what other Christmas differences there are then between the two. I hadn't really gone into research on this because I didn't. I assumed that mince pies and Christmas puddings were a thing over there. Yeah, mince but, pies. Uh, I, yeah, I can't think of anything like that. That's that's both like that's got sweet and savory ingredients in it. I can't yeah. think of anything. You, like you must that do here. jam tarts. The fuck is a jam tart? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, imagine like the mince pie which I sent a picture of to you. Yeah. Now imagine you've taken the top off and it's just strawberry jam in there. Maybe. I, I can think of something that looks like that. Um, right. They're, they're small, they're dinky little things. They're not like a full-size yeah, tart. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, we yeah. do have them over here, but again, this is where it comes into the regional differences. They aren't a staple at the Christmas dinners that I've been to. Okay. Um, so this that sounds like something that may be more common in the Midwest or in the mm. South in the US for like a Christmas meal um, but at least where I'm from they don't like on the east coast northeast mm. they don't um, at least for my family they weren't a part of it um, so like our, our Christmas dinners we tended to have like uh, ham uh, ham turkey uh, vegetables like uh, corn mashed potatoes um, huh beans uh what else am i trying to think of for desserts I mean, is usually some fun. kind of a pie but it's like a big pie and only a fruit pie um yeah turkey's and, very popular christmas over here yeah like a, a, a cranberry sauce too could go with stuff although that's mm. usually more thanksgiving with turkey cranberry sauce um some kind of a yeah a, like a pasta like a mac and cheese or something like that I maybe think more often we have roast potatoes instead of mashed yeah, um, scallop. Yeah, definitely the cranberry sauce. Maybe uh, either uh, yeah, either lamb or turkey. It's kind of weird because you don't really eat those meats much other times of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, bread sauce or oh, bread sauce can be so good. Is that uh, like gravy? No. Okay, so I'm not surprised. I, I think there's probably some people in England that won't have had this. It's like, it's not too dissimilar to mustard, but. Because oh. it's 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 very. It can be very strong. My my grandmother, one of my grandmothers, makes her own bread sauce, and it's like uh, it kind of looks like porridge. It's, <laughs> it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing, um, but it's very strong, like tang to it. That, I mean, um, that sounds really tasty. Yeah, and you'd have it with like jacket potatoes or specifically meats. Um, oh, yeah. It's something you only get at Christmas, really, mm. in my family. I'm trying to think of like what else uh, is like a Christmas uh, dish here. Um, yeah, I just a lot of these things are not. Hmm. Not really. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's things that you have in America that we don't have over here. Do you guys have quiche? Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, quiche. <laughs> quiche is quiche is something that shows up at at Christmas and sometimes Thanksgiving and Easter as well. It's it's again mm. kind of a celebratory yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Quiche is kind of a very farmery food. I yeah. think. I think. Uh, very nice though, it can be. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, is, uh, I'm rewinding back on. to like last Christmas in my head, and I'm trying to picture everything that was on the table. <laughs> yeah, over at um, Alicia's mother makes very nice quiche, very cheesy. I was like, oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> quiche is a good. Oh, it's it's delicious. Oh, deviled eggs. Yeah. 
Okay, I've heard of deviled eggs, and I think we do have them over here, but I've never had deviled eggs, whatever they are. Deviled eggs are, so you uh, hard-boil eggs, right? Right. Peel off the shells, and then you slice them in half, and remove the yolk as a coherent, like, you remove all the yolks, so it's just, yeah. like, a white, just the egg white in a solid yeah. form with a little hole where the yolk was. Then you mm. mash up all the yolks and add like mustard, spices, and um, mm. some other ingredients. Mix it all together. And if you're doing it right, you put it through like um, one of those uh, squeeze things you use to put like icing on pastries or cakes. Oh yeah, one of those tubes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you you do that, and you just squirt it back into the hole where the yolk was taken out of. So it's right. hard-boiled egg white with that yolk hmm. and mustard and other spices mixture. Yeah, like a tangy, spicy egg. Yeah, it's they're delicious. They are absolutely amazing. Does sound good. Hmm. I'll have to try that at some point. Yeah. Oh, and of course, a very popular thing for Christmas, stuffing. Yes, stuffing, yeah. Although, hmm. more popular and common Thanksgiving here than Christmas. Um, you don't really? necessarily... Even like turkey isn't necess uh, like a necessity for Christmas. A like a lot of the time the meat yeah. is um, like ham and stuff like that. Well, we quite often just have a big chicken because everyone likes chicken. <laughs> yeah, and I mean to be fair, turkey. I, I'm not surprised that turkey's more common over here. Mm. Um, like even year round, turkey's native to North America. Um, yeah, I imagine that's probably why it's it's more popular over there. Um, we don't have. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we get them just wandering cool. around. Like I remember, like there was one that used to wander around my office like a few years back. Mm. Um, I was I'm at a different. Company yeah, because I remember. Time. Sorry, what? Jesse. Uh, Jesse was speaking recently about there's like a small gang of turkeys around his area. <laughs> oh yeah, he's in a more a much more rural area than I am, and yeah, I imagine that. Even the town where I lived in which was fairly suburban um, but there were still like forested areas nearby would get deers running by like deer running yeah, by the school turkeys wandering around uh, it's pretty lucky if you see a deer over here mm. um, very cool. yeah. our, <laughs> sorry it's fine our cross country course when I was in high school I remember sometimes when we'd be running there'd be deer that would like run with us for a while or wow. run parallel to us. So they're not, like, afraid of you? Not in that area, necessarily, because they don't really... It. They live on... Um, there's a reservoir near where I grew up uh, that supplies yeah. several towns with, with water and stuff. And all of the land around there is protected, um, including, like, the there's tons of forested areas. So the deer that live in those forest areas, like, there's no hunting, so they have no real reason to be too afraid of people. Um, yeah. aside from like the odd kid who's gonna spook it or they might get hit by a car or something but people themselves they're not like they don't want to come near you they're still kind of skittish but they don't yeah. like immediately bolt away from you or try to hide yeah see in uh, England's obviously known for its no gun policy hmm. but we have quite a uh, these days a taboo history of uh, hunting uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we saw it in like the Peaky Blinds and stuff, didn't we? Um, and we've hunted so many species to extinction in England that mm. uh, 
that yeah when you do see a deer now it's like holy shit a deer that's really cool yeah, it's it's kind of the the opposite here. We have like a very pos like a positive hunting tradition in the U.S. Um, and in yeah, fact, most good. of most of the the hunting activities that go on in the U.S. Uh, are yeah. used to fund conservation efforts. So, like, mm. we have very strictly controlled hunting seasons. Poaching is a very serious crime, like in most of the the rural parts of the U.S. Uh, like hunting out of season um, and most of the money that people pay in getting hunting licenses and taxes on hunting gear and things like that it goes into funding um, these you know fish and game and wildlife services that are meant to conserve kind of the, the natural areas and stuff yeah and the only negative one we have wasn't even because of hunting it was because of a war that was on uh, we we hunted buffalo to extinction because and we didn't do it for like anything it was just like they went out with machine guns and just took out buffalo and the whole reason right. was we were currently at war with one or another like native american nation um and they exterminated the buffalo to kill their food supply very very negative like very very dark part of our history but it's also yeah. the only part of our history i can think of where like hunting related that's actually negative but it, again it wasn't even hunting it was really a war crime yeah there's i mean with with buffaloes obviously you got the fur which is very yeah sought after and also the the meat which is you know there's a lot of meat on a buffalo oh yeah bison um, bison meat like bison burgers oh absolutely delicious when you get to like uh fox hunting though for example fox hunting was big in England because um, they go out with their, their dogs, that's why the, a lot of pubs are called like the Fox and Hounds for example yeah um, Fox something very very taboo because everyone sees these uh, adorable foxes and believe me I watch, um, I regularly watch a YouTube channel uh, called Save a Fox mm. and the foxes, they're so goddamn cute oh they're adorable, melt your heart. But I can understand a hunter trying to protect like his chickens, uh, chickens, for example, is the you know the classic. Yeah. Um, I so I, I kind of I I'm not against the hunting of foxes for that reason. Like people need to make a living. I can understand that. Yeah. What I'm against is the people who are taking wild foxes uh, raising them in horrible horrible conditions uh, and then killing them for their fur when they're old enough yeah well um, and then there's also like the classic image of like the fox hunt where they're out there on it's essentially croquet but they still get to kill something yeah but I don't know if it's a fast swift death then I don't know I, I, I can't be too mad because there, the, the thing is, there's there's lines. There, there's lines, and there's there's sometimes. bad stuff that's gonna happen. Um, so it's just can can you temper it with some good? Uh, one of the um, things that this is reminding me of, uh, I don't know if you remember a few years back, there was uh, a lion uh, hunt that was going on, and this dentist from somewhere in the U.S., you know, oh, paid and went out yeah. on safari. 
and his guides led him to the wrong area and he ended up killing a lion that was tagged and protected um yeah. which it happens um it's not supposed to the guides got fined and i think he got fined but he got a, a huge hate mob and so people oh, yeah. the thing that people didn't realize is because of all the awareness it got and all the protests people weren't going over there and participating in these fully legal fully sanctioned by the uh the, the government's like lion hunts they weren't doing it mm. anymore and as a result the lion population exploded and they had they ended up having to go in with machine guns and take out like a hundred lions because they were starting to kill people in neighboring you know villages Jeepers, yeah. um so it's one of those things just like the how i said in the u.s the hunting industry funds the conservation efforts and the uh the ma maintenance of our national parks and things like that here like it's it's something that not everyone likes people don't appreciate hunting especially when it's like sport hunting and not hunting where they're going to use the food and everything um yeah. but that thing also is used to fund the preservation and the maintenance of these you know natural environments and these wild animals it's the same thing yep. in this i can't remember where it was in africa i want to say it was kenya but i'm, I'm not positive they mm -hmm. they these safaris they cost like tens of thousands of dollars and the reason they do is that money like they they pay the guides and the guides then are supposed to bring them to areas where there is a higher than normal lion population and they're allowed to hunt specific lions in specific areas they do it they get to you know they kill the lion they pay it, it funds but that those safaris that funds the entire conservation effort in that that country they don't have the tax revenue to maintain it naturally so these yeah. these hunts that they do that's what pays for them maintaining the guides, maintaining the rangers that make sure there's no poaching, that pays for them to maintain that land and not have to sell it off to farmers or whoever, which again will hurt the natural environment. So it's something that you may not like, like it may be seen as a negative and I, I don't like the idea of killing lions, I think they're beautiful. But yeah. it's also like that, that one hunt is now making sure that the lion population is staying stable and that they can maintain those natural parks where they can kind of roam and stay in a wild environment and they won't have to sell off the land to cities or to farmers or people who are going to change it and civilize it, right? Yeah, I mean, out of the goodness of people's hearts will not generally fund all the charities in the world that we need to keep things running and keeping people happy so yeah, yeah sometimes we do need the to do the dirty job in order to yeah. do the good thing you got, there's there's gray area out there and anyone who tries to that it, what is it the um the old phrase uh the road to hell is paved with good intentions right yeah um yeah uh you know, I that, think, we started off on Christmas. That got kind of uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You should probably bring it back again. Yeah, but um, you, you were you were just starting to say something. Uh, no, no, no. I, I was. Uh, I'm very much in the middle of the road on it, and I think I could do with 
a bit more information before I ever actually made a solid um, stance on where I stand. I know things that I definitely think are wrong, I know things that I definitely think are right, but there is a blurred line somewhere between uh, funting, funting? <laughs> hunting for fun yeah. and hunting to preserve a way of life. Yeah. And I mean, there, there are hunt... I have people in my family that go out hunting. Um, like, But again, a lot of them live out in the, the Midwest. Um, mm mm-hmm. And my, my uncle, um, up in New Hampshire, uh, he used to go hunting all the time, um, up in New Hampshire. There's, I mean, there's, I don't see anything thing wrong with it. The, there were hunting activities that were sketchy and really messed up that I can't even understand why people did them. Like there was, um, yeah. Oh, what was it? There was a controversial practice that was done decades ago, I want to say. Maybe it still happened some places. I don't know. But essentially, it'd be like um, like rich people would rent a helicopter. They'd go up in a helicopter, and they would buzz areas to try and chase animals into like away from protected areas into areas where they're allowed to hunt oh, them yeah that's kind of fucky. and then they'd kill them from the helicopter using you know whatever weapon they happen to have i that a not only is that because if you are hunting for sport there's a level of skill to it right like yeah you know that's kind of mm, I, that's yeah, why i have but... a, i have a lot of respect for the people who go like bow hunting because there's a skill to it. Uh, you gotta like actually creep through the forest and like you know stalk the animal that you're 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 hunting and stuff like that. And there's a level of skill to actually using the bow. You can't just be an idiot that walks around with a gun shooting at things. Yeah. Although I, I will say, you also need to be pretty skilled to um, accurately hunt an animal with a gun. Um, well, true. But if you're walking around with a mini gun or something, I mean, what? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They're I, not. I, out, they're not out just for the just for the kill. They're out for the the, the sport of it, the, the hunt, and the yeah. yeah, the actual um, the whole thing. <laughs> I, I got a funny story, but say what you were. I think you were. You just started to say no, something. No, was Okay. There is. Uh, there's a hunting channel. Like there's an ESPN channel. Um, it's all hunting, and it was mm. one of the. We had just basic cable in our apartment um, when I was in college, my sophomore year, and we, we we would sometimes just put it on to whatever channel was available, just to have background noise. And one day we had it on the ESPN Hunting Channel, and we were just laughing at this guy because, first of all, slightly overweight dude in full camo, wearing like a ghillie suit, crouched against a tree, so completely invisible. He's got a revolver, like a high-caliber revolver, on a tripod with a scope. So he's like got. He's basically he doesn't a have to. Revolver with a tripod. A re- revolver. It's a very high. It was a high-caliber revolver, tripod, scope, probably like a forty-four magnum Jesus. or something like that. Yeah. Long barrel, um, and he's got like a rifle scope on top of the revolver. Um, and what is this guy hunting? A turkey. <laughs> The turkey is like I mean, twenty feet away from him. It doesn't see him because he's essentially blended in completely. This guy yeah. could 
He could have been hunting, like, anything in that getup, and he's hunting a fucking turkey with a revolver like on a truck. any turkey left if it's high enough caliber. Well, that's the thing. We're, we're, we were watching this in college laughing at the guy, like, what the fuck? Why does he need all of that kit to hunt a turkey? Jesus. Uh, uh, it just... That reminds me of, um... Is it George's Marvelous Medicine? The Roald Dahl book? I've never heard of it. Uh, he's. It's all about a, uh, a father and son who... They're, they're quite poor, I think. And it's kind of a bit of a tradition to go to the local uh, hunting grounds where the rich people hunt uh, grouse and stuff and bag, bag themselves a grouse so that they could eat it for Christmas kind of thing. I think it was Christmas. It might, might not have been. Um, and so, it, uh, sorry to spoil the plot for anyone. It's a very old book, Roald Dahl, very famous. Mm. Um, this little boy thinks, I know, if we take um, sleeping medicine, basically, crush it up, put it in with grouse feed, bury it in the ground, and then when the grouse eat it, they'll fly up into their trees like they always do at a particular time. And when all the hunters have left, because all the grouse are in the trees, the grouse will start falling asleep and fall out of the trees. Yeah. Um, like, I think that's... that's Just the idea of it is very very genius, and... Uh, yeah. It does obviously take the, the, the fun out of the hunt, I suppose. Well, but it is a different kind of hunt. Like, there's... There, this, is, this is, I think, where there needs to be a distinction. Like, if you're hunting for sport right obviously mm -hmm. i think that you should still use as much of the animal as possible after you've hunted it oh yeah but if, if you're not poor people they well, eat everything <laughs> that's what i was about to get to i was about to say yeah. when you're like when you're hunting for like survival like for food and stuff like that i don't really think there's such a thing as unsporting because you're you're doing it at at the very basic level to eat like yeah um and they had like all the village people, the the you know the vicar, the I don't know farrier, all all the kinds of the the people around the village all came and mm. ate from this bounty basically, rather than it's kind of a middle finger up to the rich people, but yeah. it makes for a nice story. Well, yeah, it it combines like uh, cleverness, uh, some some wholesome community values, and f saying fuck you to the rich. All into one book. <laughs> also, I have an idea what it is in my head. What the fuck is a grouse? Like, it's it's some kind of a bird, right? Like a pheasant? Uh, I mean, you've drunk the famous grouse whiskey, right? I've seen it. I've never had it. Uh, I think one yeah, of my friends kind of had pheasant, it in his I think. Um, I cannot pronounce any of those words. I just looked up grouse and... Uh, Oh, maybe it's. Oh, okay. I see the bird. Yeah, it's like a it's like a a not colorful uh, version of the. It kind of looks like a combination between a turkey and a pigeon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I don't. I don't think we have these over here. Are you? Hmm, it does. It looks like a I... combination between a turkey and a pigeon. That is so hmm. weird. I, so I, I've heard I, grouse, the only way I've ever heard of a grouse is because of the whiskey but yeah. 
I've never seen a real one until I now am looking up the images of them right now. Hmm. But yeah, they're, they're very chicken-like. <laughs> hmm. Except I imagine they're probably a bit bigger. That's probably why they're... Uh, like, farmed. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, the more you know. Alright, well, now I have a new thing that I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Free range, of course, and all those other good things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think if, if there's something that can be taken away from today, it's that there's, there's no certainties in any of these things, and as we've said before, if you want to find out more about some subject, go and look it up yourself, because yeah. there will be far better sources than us to talk about this. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. We're just... <laughs> the, the the whole stated purpose of this, it's just just two guys having a conversation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some of this stuff, you know, some of the, some, there's some stuff that we are relatively uh, well-informed about. This probably yeah. isn't we, one of we them. We like to bring attention to the topic so that other people can yeah. talk about them in more depth. <laughs> and I know hunting is always a, a tricky one. I don't know there's people yeah. that's going to get pissed about that. So, so don't, don't if, if someone else doesn't agree with you, don't be like, oh, you're an idiot kind of thing. Listen to their point of view and yeah. um, have or, a good conversation as opposed to just an argument. Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you comment on the other platforms? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm I suppose sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, if you could, like, or, hey and now you can respond to us on Twitter. Yep, 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 yep. There's going to be, uh, hopefully, a Christmas post, well, relating to the topic we just discussed uh, mm -hmm. up this week. Yeah, not a post at Christmas, although we may do uh, one of those as well. So if anyone does want to give us their five pence, then uh, you can absolutely do it there. Mm. Is that how you say it in the UK? Uh... Like when you're when you when you're something... asking for somebody's thoughts, do you say five pence? I think it's five pence. When I was saying it, I was like, "Is that yeah. the right word?" It's something very similar to that. I think it is that. In the U.S., we say two cents. Oh yeah, that's probably it. And I just yeah, I think I just killed it. <laughs> you just you just made it more British. I did. I I Englishified it, which is hilarious because normally it's Americanized. I I did the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting because oh, there was a TV show. Sorry, this is the last thing I'll say because we we're, we're near the end anyway. But um, there was a TV show I was watching. Uh, TV show is called Mad Men, one of my favorite TV shows. Um, mm. But it's set in the 1960s, and mostly in an office environment. And there's a point where the office is taken over by uh, like they're, they're the company's bought out by a British company, and. Right. At the time, the the phrase like if you're going to give somebody like a a quick tour of something, in the U.S. you'd say like you know do you want the nickel tour, right? Right. Yeah. So five cents. Um, and the this one British guy, uh, he's kind of like the office admin, is offering to show the the British executives that were over investigating or inspecting the company, just seeing how things were doing. Um, he's like, shall I give you the three penny tour? <laughs> And I was wondering, yeah. like, I'm thinking, like, oh, is that, like, kind of... It, it's interesting how... We've talked a lot I mean, about US versus UK, but 
Um, I'm surprised he would have said three penny instead of threepence. <laughs> well, because that's the thing that used to be said. Yeah, I mean, but in the 1960s, I mean, that was only 50 years ago. Uh, wait, 50 years ago? 60 years ago? Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's 2020 already. Yeah, I was like, I got numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, the 90s feel like they're still 10 years ago, but they're 20. Mm. Oh, well, okay. This is, we, we've we've honestly covered quite the gambit this time. Um, yeah. But I guess, uh, yeah, any, any final thoughts before we close out for the, the podcast? I, I thought I did quite good final thoughts on the whole don't be an asshole conversation. All right, there we go. That's it. Final yeah. thought, don't be an asshole. Um, all right, this is the end of the TMCJ podcast, episode 13. Thank you all for listening, and we hope that you will come back and listen to us again soon. Have a good week.